You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's going on, people? Hello, hello, world. How are you? I am doing excellent. Thank you for joining me for this live episode of Art of the Matter, episode 10. Art of the Matter is your show by, for, and about artists that seeks to highlight the state of arts and culture from the artist's perspective. I am your host, T-Dub. I want to thank you once again for joining me. And we are going to skip what we normally do because we have a jam-packed show. I have two in-studio guests, and I also have Erin Miss Hammer joining me virtually. So we're going to get right into it. You know, it's a live show. We got to get it all in. And we have an excellent episode 10 for you coming up um, in just a few short minutes. But first, I want to get into uh, my first guest. Well, actually, no, first. Actually, wait, first we'll do. Let's let's keep it right. <laughs> you can like, comment, and share the show. Make sure that you are letting people know about Art of the Matter, people in your community, people in your neighborhood. The show is by, for, and about artists again. And we are out here trying to represent what's going on in Seattle from our perspective. And that perspective is important. And it's all the more important because I finally get to flex the fact that Converge Media won an Emmy Award. Can we get a round of applause for that? Man, the simple fact that, okay, this is my first time actually being back on TV since it happened. So this is the first time that I really get to like, yes, we did that, bro. Thank you so much to Omari for leading the charge. Thank you, Triana Holiday, for showing us how it's done on this microphone and on this TV screen. Thank you, my whole Converge family. Like we are really out here doing it and I'm so proud of us. So I had to get that out the way first. Bing, bang, boom. Okay, now we're gonna get into our first guest. I have in studio with me, the man behind the camera himself, Mr. Lex Scope. How you doing, bro? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me here. And before we even, congratulations again on the Emmy. As somebody in this space, like that's one of the highest media accolades ever. Like, yeah, I'm trying to be an E-guy. You already ahead of me by one. So, you know, that's (laughs) that's very, very, very dope. Congrats to everybody over there at Converge and everything. I'm just excited to be here. Like, I I love this space so much. And thank you again for joining us. So the first time I actually kind of got formally introduced to you was the last lives episode we had. You and Perry came through to the studios. (laughs) We had Perry on the show and you were here in the in the audience kind of deal. Got to get a little little bit about what you got going on on the film side from behind the camera. Mm -hmm. So can you let the audience know what it is that you do? Uh, so long story less long. My name is Lex Scope, a.k.a. Alex Alexander. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, I'm here by way of Tacoma, though. So, you know, everybody think I would be here in Seattle, but I'm definitely like repping Tacoma. Anything that I say from Washington. But I'm a full time filmmaker, full time artist and a creative, uh, which means uh, every single day I wake up and art is the only thing on my prerogative. It's the only thing on my agenda. Um, Not to say that I haven't had like, you know, jobs with Nordstrom's or people like that, that I can like work with. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> but long, I'm, a, I'm a director. I'm a filmmaker. I own a media production company, music videos, short films, commercials, weddings, whatever. Like I'm I pride myself in being versatile and not like letting them force me into a niche or whatever they there say, because I would like to do everything. Like right. the other day, I got to shoot a really dope video at Queer Bar. OK, where you know what I'm saying? So if I only branded myself as just the guy that shoots music videos, I might not have even gotten that opportunity. Right. Um, Real talk. 
That's yeah. dope. And he definitely, he's a man of his word because he actually brought content creator here with him. So there's another guy behind the camera. So that's how you know it's real. Like that's well, how you know that this is your life. Yeah, yeah. We actually <laughs> filming a documentary right now. Like, oh snap, okay. Yeah, well, I've seen that Kanye West genius thing. And I was like, yeah. I'm finna, yo. And that's my guy, Sartik. He runs uh, Starship Media. And that's my, that's my guy. Word, like, word. He, as soon as we met, we met in a way where I just, he, we just get it. For Especially sure. Especially because he's a content creator as well. So when you meet people that are full-time artists like you, there's just right. certain inherent things that y'all understand. That's why me exactly. and Perry got along so well. Right, right, right. Um, you actually did a, a music video for him recently that just dropped. Yeah, Life yeah. of the Party out now on YouTube uh, featuring Blake Anthony. Uh, it's the first single off uh, Perry and Baluk's Chariot. I shot the video at a dope high rise in downtown Seattle. Like Word. it just, it looks beautiful. The vibes are there. It's definitely uh, the vibe. The paint, got a little sip situation. Yeah, got the ladies going. I really love when artists. Teza in there. So Teza talks, talks. Shout out yeah. to her. Yeah, um, the reason I'm even so comfortable here is because me and her ran a podcast for a whole year. Word. Me and her in uh, Poison Jams. Word. Uh, called Legendary Linkups. The whole first season's out. Okay. You know, audio, video, and everything. So very cool. This, but this, this is, this is another level. Yeah. Well. Yep. You know, live TV, baby. It is yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> very cool. Well, um, if you could just tell us like a little bit about how you got into filmmaking in particular. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, in North Carolina, I was one of the skaters in North Carolina in a place where that it wasn't really a thing because you know Little Wayne hadn't really made it cool yet. Right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so basically. Uh, I was shooting the skate videos for the homies okay. and um, for me, my little brother, you know, I took my mom's camera that she had and we was shooting, uh, worked at TJ Maxx. That's wow. that's where the fashionista maybe started. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I got a camera from Radio Shack, RIP Radio Shack. I'm and I shot like a music video because I, I rapped and I still do. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized there's a lot of people that were sh making music, but also like Fader and Ear Milk and the blogs were big at that time. And they weren't just taking songs. You had to have a dope video. Right. None of us had dope videos and we didn't know nobody that shot videos slash 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 could not afford to is. pay for a video, especially if you don't have like a song. Right. So I kind of pivoted way back then and was like, you know what? I love music. It's my first love, but let me just try something else real quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to college for graphic design, kind of the bridge to the story. Right. And kind of in college, I didn't graduate, by the way. I went for one semester. College but, dropout, uh, same. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but I say that they say they put all the art kids in one class, right? Right. So they have all the art kids in one class. If you're a drawer or a graphic designer or a filmmaker or whatever, you, you all got to take intro to drawing. Yeah. You all got to take intro to whatever. I don't know. Right. So uh, we were in one of those intro to drawing classes and one of the other students in there was like, yo, can you come? you know, be in a project for us, be on camera. We, we like your style, whatever, whatever, whatever. For sure. So I'm like, cool. I'll go over there and do it. They gave me like a case of beer and maybe like $50, something like that. <laughs> uh, so I went and did it and we filmed in front of a green screen and we filmed whatever, whatever. And I literally looked at him and I was like, bro, this is what y'all do for class. Right. Like, unfortunately, where I went to North, school in North Carolina, we didn't really have like a, a film class or an intro to, sure. you know what I mean? We had like, maybe like some some stuff that was supposed to be kind of like that. Maybe right. they bunched it all together in a right. art class or something. But when I got to college and I seen, I was like, yo, y'all are just shooting movies in right. school. Right. That's a job. Like That's I dead possible. ass didn't even know I could do that. Right. Right. So right. kind of after that, I didn't go back to college, but that sparked me knowing like, yo, that's what I want to do. So by the time I came over here, by the time I really like, I figured out what I wanted to do at a young, young age, maybe mm -hmm. like 20, I knew like, yo, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Gotcha. And I think some people are still in college today trying to figure that out. 
Very true. But I think true. because I figured that out, that was just like, yo, this is what I want to do. Everything else just built around that. Like I just got signed to a talent and a modeling agency. Wow. But that didn't happen unless I was a content creator putting my own stuff out because I'm too short, got too many tattoos. Right, right, right. Like right. Be a model or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, uh, yeah, no. So I think if it wasn't for putting content out and shooting videos, I wouldn't have ever gotten signed. Yeah. Because modeling, out there yeah, too. the modeling yeah. agencies wouldn't take me. I'm right. short. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be, you got to be like six foot tall to like, yeah. even for them to even look at you and real, you got like a sleeve, but it, the times are changing, but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you definitely clearly have a knack for figuring out how to present yourself in a way that is going to get you to those places that you want to be. Yeah. And that's yeah, a skill yeah, yeah. and that's a talent that you don't necessarily get in school. You know, some people, like you said, go through four years of college and realize that they're on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have that mindset and have that awareness of yeah. where you are is definitely very important and true to a to a true creative. Thank you. You know, and you know, you one of the things that we're going to talk about today that you have going on is the uh, the scope scope vision. What's it called? Uh, scope session. Scope, scope sessions. Yes, 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 yes. So tell us about that going on so, at Crocodile. Uh, okay, so it's at the Crocodile, but it's at the part of the Crocodile that really not pe many people know about. Right. So there's the crocodile and then there's like Madame Luz. And then under that is like a speakeasy esque kind of like theater where oh, they crazy. do like film screenings and comedy shows and stuff like that. Right. And I shot a comedy show there. Like they pay me to pull up. I'm like, okay, shooting a comedy show is dope. Shot the video. It was amazing. Shout out to Fun and Flirty. Mm -hmm. But uh, that let me know, oh shit, this venue exists. Right. So as soon as I found out it exists, I just actually, I had my assistant do some emailing and things of that nature because I learned, hey, I'm not good at that. <laughs> like <laughs> I can shoot strengths. a video like, like yeah. the best of them, but yeah. email, it take me like 30 minutes to do that. <laughs> like, come on now. Uh, so all of the logistics did get worked out and we have a monthly installment over there at Hereafter, which is Word. what the part of it down there is called. It has like a Wes Anderson style lobby. Cool. It got barcodes in this, in the seats where you can order alcohol and food to the, to the, to the it's theater while you're watching the show. Uh, but long story short, it's like a mini film festival. That's what okay. it will eventually evolve into. Cause I think like yeah. a year from now, accident sometimes. So right, right, right. right now this very first one, it's going to be like a screening of some very highly acclaimed music videos that we've put together over the past year or two Word. that without this event and a lot of music videos, if anybody is watching this, that has a music video, mm -hmm. has it ever gotten screened in front of an audience of people Right. ever? Real ever, especially your peers. Yeah. Drinking, chilling, having fun. How many times we sat with our friends just watching YouTube videos? Right. So finally, you can have a curated list of films that you have or may not have seen. And then we're going to premiere the documentary as well that we've been working on for the past month or two. Very cool. And uh, you're planning to do that on a monthly basis at the, at the here. It's after. already locked in at a, on a monthly basis. Oh, cool. I think. On paper, I should probably prove to them that it's a dope idea. Right. But that's just if people show up, I think. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're if you not if you're not busy uh, Tuesday the 21st, shout out to my little sister. That's her birthday also. Uh, but if you're not busy on the 21st, please come to the Crocodile in Seattle uh, Scope Sessions. Yes. Uh, the very, very, very first one. We're going to make sure this one, uh, let's say, starts it off with a bang. I'm trying to not say too much. Yeah, but yeah, It's yeah. definitely not just watching movies. We're going to have some merch there. We're going to have some crowd interactive experiences we got some sponsors that are going to give away some raffles and really 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 validate why you should come here yeah i think this is an excellent idea because like you said like me and my friends when we're at the house kicking it having our little kikis we'll put on a, like a playlist of music videos and that just makes the party so to think about 
you know, a different spin on the film going experience. You know what I mean? Like you're really putting your own little spin on that. And I think that's dope too. Cause you know, we all love to go love you, a good movie. Thank you. you know, and it's like $20 the, to go to the movies now. Come on. I'm only charging 10. Only 10 bucks. And you yo. can drink in there. Yeah. Come on. Like, Definitely. and you can talk during the movie. Come on. Like it's not excessively, point. but like you're with your <laughs> homies, you're with people. When do you ever go right. to the, uh, the movies and it's a group of people, you know, exactly. Good Never. Time for me yeah but like i go to the movies every tuesday because i'm like an amc partner so like i just know a couple of things but every tuesday they have six dollar movies boom so every tuesday i go to the movies yeah like and not pay twenty dollars i could bring somebody and still like not pay the same as one ticket right and i just think it it is dope and i love all the events i shoot with music and people yeah. selling clothes but i feel like why would i reinvent the wheel it's already enough people doing that Real it's up. already enough people doing live performances and why should I clutter that if I feel like I could try to do something that ain't nobody else doing. Exactly. And you're doing just that. So I definitely <laughs> want to thank you for coming through and letting us know what's going on. If you want to point to this camera right here, Man. let people know how they can find you, how they can learn more about. Yes, 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 yes. I've been, I've been having so much fun on here. It's called scope sessions, by the way, if you want to know any more information about that, you could follow me on Instagram at Lex scope, L E X S C O P E. Um, that's actually my my socials on everything too. Like for SEO and like findability, you can just type that pretty much anywhere. Yep. And you will find me and only me. There it is. Smart man. Lexcope, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having me. This is yeah. so great. I'm Thank you for being trying here. to stop cheesing. <laughs> I know, I know we can talk forever, but you know, we got a jam-packed show. So after this break, we are gonna get into our next guest. He brought me a little bit of gear. We got anime Amin coming up right after this break. You are watching the art of the matter. Welcome back, folks, to Art of the Matter, episode 10 live show. Sadly, our guest, Anime Amin, is stuck in traffic. So we are going to go ahead and pivot like we do because it's live and we're creative. And we're going to get right into, um, right before we get into this, the episode, we're going to uh, tap in with who's joining us virtually, our featured artist, Miss Aramis Hamer. Aramis, you there, sis? Yes. Hey, can you hear me? Can you see me? I can hear you. Yes. Hey, we here. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so grateful for technology. Like I promise I'm like an alien or like an old person who's just constantly amazed by the internet. Like I'm here with you through the internet and I'm grateful to be here. Um, Still a little raspy from the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you were just you just been celebrating because you had the birthday and you had the long awaited Zodiac show that happened this past weekend. Tell us about hey. what that experience was like. Obviously, you lost your voice, so it must have been good. Hey, so. <laughs> Gemini season. It's it's yeah. not a game when a Gemini's come to play. Okay. Let's go. So uh look, shout out to Lex. Actually, he came through to the Zodiac show. So uh it's dope seeing him like on the show. Just saw him last week, but yeah, it was amazing. Um, I'm just like amazed at everything Converge is doing. So once again, congratulations on the Emmy. That's so well-deserved. And I was just looking at the teaser uh, for the show tonight and seeing some of the, some of the B-roll that Brady got. And it just took me back to the install of the show and all the work that in, that went into it and it paid off. It paid off. The community came through and it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Obviously, sadly, we couldn't be in attendance because that was the same night as the Emmy. Right? Uh, that's event. all right. So, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we were both we we're both doing dope things, so that's totally okay. But I definitely plan on coming to see the show. It's up at Ninth and Thomas right now, so make sure you go check that out if you haven't already. But yeah, right before we get into this episode, I want to like talk a little bit about it before we before we get into it. But so I I, I, I subtitle every episode, and I subtitle it 
you know, depending on what the conversation is, what the flow, what the energy, the theme seems to be. And I decided to title yours The Art of Femininity because that is something that I think you just embody in the best possible way because it's not about uh, daintiness or, or scarcity or anything like that. Like you, you exude so much strength in your feminine power. And I think that is just so important to see and so important to amplify, um, you know, given where we are in the world, especially when it comes to black women, you know. So, Thank you. Thank definitely. you. I, I feel that. Thank you, T. And it was it was so much fun talking with you. Like, and I, yeah. I haven't seen the edit cut. I was like, I don't know how y'all gonna chop that up. I felt like we we was just vibing for a minute. So I don't know how long the episode is. Right. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was fun for awesome. sure. Definitely, definitely. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I know we could talk for hours and we we almost did, but we definitely, you know, um, the episode is great. Obviously, the the whole point of the premise of doing the live show and watching the episode with the featured artists to get their honest and immediate reaction. So I definitely want to like, so that's the reason why you haven't seen it yet. So we can all that's watch funny. it together and, you know, and talk about it after. So I like that. yeah, I think now is as good a time as any to go ahead and get into this episode. You got any last remarks before we go into it, Aramis? No, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, looking forward to it. And and thanks for everybody yeah. being here who's who's in the live. It's, it's dope seeing the chat. So, hey, everybody, yeah. feel free to drop your question. I guess, are we doing questions? Like, what's the, we're doing questions afterwards? Yep. Or? We'll do questions after. We'll do questions after. But right now, we're going to get into this episode 10, The Art of Femininity with Aramis Hamer. This is Art of the Matter, and we are live. <laughs> get in my head like oh, I don't feel like explaining this I don't feel like talking about it it's like okay but do you want to be misunderstood mm. yeah it's mm -hmm. like I do not <laughs> so, yes. so let me let me take the time to to articulate right. what, what my message is right you don't gotta articulate it to everybody uh-huh you know what I mean it's uh -huh. like it's for the people who want to hear it right want to experience it and witness it right. you know because we spend so much of our time trying to convince somebody of something, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I'm not spending no more energy. The Art of the Matter, episode 10. We are here at Aramis Hamer Studio. Is this what you call it? What do you call this space? Yeah, yeah, my studio. Yeah. That's me. Yep. That's me. Yeah. Um, I moved here. Look, moved here. I had another <laughs> studio. So it's like a big warehouse yes. of all different artists in this space. And so I had another studio down the hall right. that was like about 1 16th of this size. It was really? literally like a walk-in closet. Right. It was one window and it was facing a brick wall. Wow. Like, so this is like my dream studio, having Good. all this natural light, like a corner studio, three big windows. Right. Yeah, like we manifested that shit. We okay. manifested that. Okay. And so, yeah, this is this is where it goes down. Beautiful. This wall is where I staple my pieces up. Mm -hmm. um, I love painting on a loose canvas roll. As opposed to straight up stretch canvas. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes it easier to store it, you know? Okay, yes. Because the 12 Goddesses, like the Zodiac series that I just finished, right. I would not have been able to store them. Right. They're so big. They're right. huge. Because I was able to roll them up. Yeah. Worked out. Smart. Well, cool. I'm so glad that we get to sit down with you yes. and talk about the Zodiac show. We'll get into that. But I first want to take it back to the very beginning. Very beginning. For Aramis Hamer. Okay. Chicago. Chi-town. Tell us about it. Chi-town. You know, um, look, South Side, the suburbs, mm -hmm. living, living our little, um, you know, like when you when you like lower middle class, right? <laughs> but, you, but you don't like you don't yes. you don't really know how how broke you are until right. you're an adult. You're like, oh, 
but mom, like moms made a way, like yes. both my parents, my dad and my mom, just like amazing people. And they always cultivated my creativity. I think that's super important Very. for kids, you know? And I really can't imagine where I would be if, if my mom was like, sit the fuck back. Like, right, sit, right, what are you doing? Right, stop, right. stop doing all that, you yeah. know? Um, my dad would draw with me. We would like just be sketching at the kitchen table. Um, yeah, one of the first things I learned how to draw was a tree. Mm. I remember it was in second grade, Miss Hartman class. Come on, Miss Hartman. I thought it was like the crazy, like it was just magic. She was like, you draw the trunk mm -hmm. and then you extend it and then you make a V and you keep going and you make more Vs. And then like, it just branches out. And right. I thought it was like pure magic. Wow. The way that I was able to make a tree with such simple lines. Right. So the the, the artistic beginnings start pretty pretty early for you. Yeah. Shout out to the parents that actually, you know, support that. Cause I know there's, it can be difficult sometimes. People always want to tell you, you gotta have a plan A. For sure. That type of stuff, you for know. For sure. Go, go the college route, go the such and such route. Like yeah. be safe, be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, and to be fair, they were on that too. You know, right. like okay. they, it's like, um, you know, like when, when your folks are supportive, but you just still feel this certain expectation, like everybody's going to college for medical field right. or an engineer, like something that is like a stable, secure job. Sure. So even if your parents isn't like saying it directly, like, no, you can't do art. You just still kind of feel this pressure, yeah. just like from society, from right. your peers. Right. Like, so like I was in AP art classes Word. in high school okay, and everybody was preparing their portfolio mm. for art school. Mm. But my mom was a nurse gotcha. and my uncle, like everybody was in healthcare. So I was like, yeah, no, like I'm, it honestly like, Tita, <laughs> it honestly didn't even cross my mind to go to art school. Like nobody in my family ever, ever did that. And mm -hmm. so that's why I think like, like representation is so important. Mm -hmm. Like seeing somebody do something, right. you're like, oh, that's possible, yeah. you know? And don't get me wrong because the Chicago art scene is lit, of course. you know? But it's like when you, when you go into like the Art Institute of Chicago or like, like all these different big museums of people who were like flown in from New York or right. came in from LA, you like, right. okay, like that's a special kind of person that can't be me, right? you know? Right. And so that was, that was my thing with Chicago, but mm. I love it. I love it. I mean, at some point, um, yeah, I ended up going to nursing school. Okay. That was, that was it. It was yeah. like, it was like, yeah, I'm going to nursing school. Um, I graduated college 2011. Okay. You know? And so the, the recession was like, oh, nine, right. 2010, you know? So it was like, yeah, no, you, you not about to be paying. Nah, <laughs> nah, that ain't gonna work. I'm gonna need you to grab a step. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. You know, like that was, that was the game plan. And I know nursing is very involved. Mm -hmm. So were you able to find time to still be creative during that time? I was because I had to. Mm -hmm. It was like my art therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would come home after working like a 12 hour shift and just paint in the corner. We was on 53rd and Drexel and um, we had a basement level apartment. Gotcha. And so it had like the bars, on, it had the bars on, on the window. window. Yep. But yeah, I had, I had my little corner right there in the window. Um, yeah, that was that was my peaceful place. Mm -hmm. That was my pace, my place to just express and heal and to just 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 to let it flow. Mm -hmm. So important, mm -hmm. especially I'm, I would imagine being a nurse in Chicago is definitely. Yeah, and I'm not good at taking orders. Okay. <laughs> like, Tell me like, about it. You know, if you, <laughs> it's like I think I was honestly 
born to be an entrepreneur because I do not do well with authority. Mm-hmm. It's like if you tell, and it's like with nurses, like we're fulfilling the doctor's orders. Of course. It's like they've put an order in, you got to do it. Right. And mind you, I'm like 21. I'm fresh out of nursing fresh. school. Like, yes. Fresh. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, no doc. I don't, I don't think that's right for my patient. He's mm. like, who is this little girl? Right. Yeah, I actually got written up a couple times. Wow. Yeah, yeah, your girl was out here two buck. But wow. my thing is, you're not about to, <laughs> you're not about to tell, no. <laughs> you're not about to tell me. You're not about to tell me what's like, I mean, especially when people's lives are at stake. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. this, is, this is somebody's grandma. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if like, I've been with her all day. There it is. I didn't, I didn't see what happened. To me, this doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. So can we can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Can we have an exchange? You know, right. No, they weren't. Right. Too keen on me doing that. Right. Sidebar. How do you feel about where modern med- Western medicine is right now, given the pandemic and all of that? I think it sh- it really shined a light on how chronically sick we are. Right. You know, it's like when you are already have a weakened immune system anything can take you out, Anything, you know? And so I think a lot of people realize like, oh wow, I haven't been taking care of my health in general. Yeah. You know, like how can how can I do better? Different things are incentivized, right? You know, so it's like, okay, if you do this, a hospital can get money for it, right. or you as a patient can, can get money for something, you know what I mean? Right. Preventative health care isn't incentivized. Yeah. It's like, we actually don't even encourage people to take a more preventative role. You know, like hospitals make more money with the more procedures that they do and the more medicine that that they distribute. It's like, yeah, you're using more resources. You Mm -hmm. should be paid for that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're thinking about the true longevity of our entire society, right? We have to thrive through a healthy society. I was working in the um, in the ICU step down unit, okay. so this was like a critical care transitional unit. Wow! So people were really sick, yeah. And I felt like I couldn't even do anything. I'm like, by the time you get to my unit, like you it's really already, sick. Wow. So it's just like, yeah, I I was I went to good old Google. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, there has to be another way. Like, how do we? do something that's more holistic for the people. Right. And yeah, learned about Washington, Seattle, Bastyr University, um, started their uh, naturopathic medicine program. Yeah, um, was doing that and, but then like I met so many dope artists. Mm. You know, I, I was like, oh, like y'all like for real. Yeah. You know, we would go in like different coffee shops and like see all this artwork up. And to me that felt attainable. Right. That was like, oh, okay, like this is a place this is a place that I'm, I'm going to get my coffee and like here's an artist and their information is here and it's like I can buy that and right. support them right. and you know like it just it felt really accessible to me you know one of the first artists I met was Siobhan Siobhan Haynes yes I love Siobhan Word. she is the sweetest human being on the planet she's a great artist and she's one of my patrons oh. and I feel like when I met her um, that really opened up the gates to meeting so many different artists Word. so through her I met Hiawatha Hiawatha okay. Davis yep. I met Delton Delton Sun. Yep. Love Delton. We actually got to collab on a Jimi Hendrix uh, mural at at NAM. Awesome. The utility boxes. We yes. painted that together. He put yeah. his classic hummingbirds on there. Oh, so beautiful, man. Yeah, I mean, this was like my early journey meeting um 
meeting everybody when I first came out here and everybody was just like, oh, hey, you know, I was doing festivals, Folklife Festival, yep, yep. Aokai Arts Festival, Umoja Fest. Of course, shout out to um, Umoja. Right, yeah, yeah, shout out to Africatown and King Garrett, like the whole the whole fam over there. Right. When you first got to Washington, how would you describe the, the, your art style? Um, I was still on a Chicago vibe. Got you. Yeah, so when I moved out here, I was actually doing a lot, a lot of abstract work. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I was doing like cityscapes. Got you. And it was inspired by Chicago's um, landscapes. We would always ride the um, the train, the red line. Mm -hmm. So I had this piece that was kind of like, it was like a subway and buildings and kind of like this city, the Chicago energy that okay. was really, was interesting enough when I moved out here, in that Chicago lane, I was using a lot of reds, a lot of oranges, mm -hmm. a lot of kind of a lot of warm colors, a lot of fiery colors. Yeah. Um, but the longer I stayed out here, just that like Seattle cool blue, right? You know, starts to come in, and now yeah. I feel like blue is a blue and purple is like the classic color palette in my work now. Got you. And I think that's definitely just influenced from like the rain out here, yes. the overcast. You know, I just I feel like this this city is kind of like kissed in blue. Definitely. You know. Oh, that's beautiful. Come mm -hmm. on, kissed in blue. Right. <laughs> I love that. I just that just sparked an idea probably. Oh, nice. <laughs> For somebody. Yeah. It's um, just it's beautiful. And it's yeah. it's interesting how um when the like when the sun is out, it's in a completely different color palette. Like all the colors are here, you know. Right. But on this overcast day, it's like everything's like this cool blue gray. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which feels which feels really nice. It Definitely. feels still. Yeah. It feels very still. I feel like I'm able to actually do my deepest work in the stillness. When the world isn't so busy, yeah. you can really focus. And I think that's one of the things that lend, that Seattle lends itself to artists, especially creatives, writers and shit like that. Like yeah. when the world is still, you have no distraction, right? Exactly. So now you get to focus on whatever it is that you're trying to create. Environment plays a key role, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I feel like I got healthier out here because there were more healthy options. Right. You know, like when when something, it's like we as human beings, we lazy, yeah. you know? It's like, if, if you make something easy for me, yeah. I'll do it, right. you know? It's if like McDonald's I'm, is close by, that's what it's gonna exactly, be. Exactly, that's what it's gonna be. salad spot is close by, that's what it's that's gonna what be. That's what it's gonna be. See, I mean, Chicago has definitely gotten a pretty bad rap mm -hmm. nationally and internationally mm -hmm. for being like, high murder rates, especially in black and brown neighborhoods. Yeah. What do you know Chicago for? Unfortunately, that's what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I think I think there's still it's still important to be honest, right? And hold each other accountable, right? And um, yeah, because it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real. And so the hospital that I worked at was Advocate Trinity. So it was on 93rd and Jeffrey. This was like the south side of Chicago. Okay. There were a lot of um, gun violence that took place down there, but our hospital wasn't a level one trauma center. Mm. So it's like, we didn't even have a hospital that could help these kids get the help that they needed. Wow. We would have to transfer them to a different hospital and they would die on, on arrival, like mm. in transit. You know what I mean? Okay. Granted, maybe I have that lens because I worked in healthcare and like right. I saw the, the yeah. kind of worst of the worst. Sure. But um, there's a lot of truth to, mm. what, to what's going down in the Midwest, sure. Chicago is like the most resilient people yeah. ever. Like even when I when I came out here, it was like, you yeah, know, I'm good. Like yeah. I'm like I'm good right. because like Chicago made me a soldier. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So coming out here, it was like, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do it. Like let's go. Like I'm. I can take rejection. Mm -hmm. I can take like any anything you gonna throw at me. Mm -hmm. We got it. Real. You know. And I think it's some of the most strong, resilient people. 
um, some of the best art, the best music, some right. of the, you know, just like so much, so much love is there. A lot of my people from New Orleans mm -hmm. and Mississippi. Okay, got you. Know, you. The, whole, the whole great migration. Right, you know? right. So I say like Chicago is like, um, like, like northern southerners yeah <laughs> in, like, in, in like the best way you know, it was funny when i came out here people was like you you got kind of like a country accent i was like really like <laughs> I'm, i don't hear that at all yeah. but i get it though because right. there is like you know there there was that whole transition for sure that took place and yeah everybody who got family in chicago they got folks down in georgia always you know down in mississippi down in louisiana right um down in texas you know texas yeah. is, is seeing a huge boom so yep. yeah i just um, it kind of it kind of makes me sad a little bit to even have to be honest about that. But right. I think I think that's that's where the, that's where the change happens. What do you think it'll take to 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 tame that that energy? Um, I think that there is power in resources. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about Chicago is like everything is cut. Like there's no funding for the school systems, for mental health, for nothing. And we, we see in that in a, in a lot of places, but right. some of it was happened very early on in Chicago. Yeah. If you cut off the blood flow, if you cut off the resources and the oxygen going to that city, it will die, you know? And what can happen though, which happens in a lot of cities, happen out here in Seattle, gentrification, right? So it's like the money comes in, mm -hmm. but who, but who is that money given to? Right. How, how was that allocated? Yeah. And how was the neighborhood changed where now the people who originally lived there don't have access anymore? Real talk. Now I've been seeing that happen for like years in Chicago, but in Seattle it's happening at warp speed. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I have never seen anything like this. Yeah. And, um, that's why I just that's why I just want artists to get the bag. Like I'm just I'm just ready to buy city blocks. Right. We gotta we gotta do what what we gotta do at the end of the day. You know, I'm out here applying for the grants, trying to get the the money from whatever organization that's giving it to me. Yeah. But um it's like if artists are in a position of financial power, we won't have to ask nobody for nothing. You know? Hello? It's like <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like like maybe we could flip all these warehouses and turn them into art studio spaces and and creators can can really transform their work because something major happened when I moved into a bigger space. Right. I was able to create more. I was bigger. able to I was create bigger. Yeah. More. I was able to, to create more freely. I really want to get competent with the actual business with the actual business side and the actual finances that's yeah. taking place. And I think as artists sometimes we kind of keep ourselves in this in this kind of lower space like oh well i'm gonna just be here selling mm -hmm. my 20 dollars prints and you it's know. like yeah no and like let's vibrate higher y'all right. because when we able to do that we can give more and i'm also just getting to a place where it's like i'm not asking permission anymore period you know it's like we it's not like oh can you give us a space you know i'm just about to come up and i'm and I, i'm gonna buy a space yeah. and like you can you can do whatever you want to do right but we not we not asking nobody no more and i think that was so dope about the actual black lives matter mural right we like it's like we about to do this right and i think that was so inspiring and so empowering where it was like okay we did this mm -hmm. we didn't ask no point we wasn't asking nobody for permission we like this is what we want to create and this is the message that we want to share. Right. The world of Aramis Hammer when it comes to your art is beautiful. Thank you. You know what I mean? And I have to 
I don't know if there are patrons that are more well taken care of than yours. Man. You know? Man. And that's like when you talk about having to, you know, appease certain people within the the, the corporate structure mm -hmm. and get your art through that avenue. You've had that experience, you don't love it. There's parts of it that are not enjoyable. Yeah. Now you you've pivoted and now you have the people yeah. that are now that are now yours your corporate structure. You know 100%, I mean? 100%. Yes. And I've also learned at the end of the day, you're going to always have to please somebody. Right. You're going to always have to please somebody. Pick your poison. Yes. As a Gemini though, I play on both sides. <laughs> so it's like, cool. I'm about to be in the corporate spaces. We about to, we about to get the bag. Right. We also going to be over here with the people uh -huh. and we can we can build relationships. Yeah. How did you get to the Zodiac show? Um, you know, it started back in 2017. Okay. I was like, I finished up another kind of small little mini, I don't even know if I would call it a series, but I had this series called Trap Conscious. Yes. It was like about hip hop and like the chains and breaking free of the mental chains and like trap music and like all these different layers, yep. you know? And I love study. Like mm -hmm. I like something that I can like put my whole self into and like research it yeah. and pull different aspects of the archetypes, for example, for the Zodiac sign, yeah. pull their different archetypes from their story and incorporate it into the painting. Yeah, you know, yeah. so for like Libra, it was like, okay, Libra has the scales. Yes. It's like, okay, how can I, what's my interpretation of that? Right. Okay, let's put the chains in there. Let's put the crystals, let's put the geos. Yeah. Let's have the clouds. You know, Libra is an air sign. Right. So um, I felt like it gave me a lot to work with. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there's just so much about all the different archetypes that you can, you can take it so many different ways. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. This will be a great place to start. I think what's so beautiful about it is that we're all, all of the signs. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you are born, like say your son sign is like Gemini, right. you still experience that Taurus energy sure. during Taurus season. It's yes. like, we, we all still experience the energies together. Yes. So it's like, it felt very holistic and it felt like, okay, we're, we're all in this together. And a lot of my stuff is about how we're all connected and right. how we're all one and how we're all just on this golden link you know, of just our collective consciousness, right. you know? Um, so the Zodiac series felt very, very holistic, mm -hmm. you know? And I like that it was finite. It's like, okay, when I finish the 12, the 12 are done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's There's done. a secret book of like There's 37 other signs. <laughs> There's actually a 13th sign, oh, um, but that's a whole, I actually might do another piece on that, but yeah, that's a whole thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so the next thing that I'm doing um, is like another thing where it's kind of outlined um, so I've been reading these metaphysical books called The Law of One. It's mm. like five books. It's crazy. It's like, I won't even go into the whole thing. Mm. But they were the original presenters of the tarot. Mm. Um, so I'm going to do a tarot series yes. of, the, of the 22 major arcana. I was going to say, because that yeah. you know, the, the Zodiac series definitely gives me tarot vibes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it feels like the next chapter to do yeah. it. Um, but this is even deeper. Like this is the, this is like the Egyptian tarot and like, the god of Ra and just like not your Eurocentric tarot with the kings and the queens and the priests and the empress, right? It's gonna be very, um, very comedic. Well, I'm sure after the Zodiac show, you'll be one, you'll be looking forward to taking a, a nice little break from <laughs> from the work. But like, what what do you do in those times? Like, how do you how do you recharge and refuel in between shows? Me and Andy, we came out here and went straight peeing up. Yes. Okay, we went, we went 
straight Seattleite Pacific Northwest vibes. Like we out here hiking and camping and like doing all the things. But you should. um, What do you hope for the future of your art? Um, I would love for the future of my art to be iconic. You know, the way they talk about Picasso, Warhol, Frida. Um, I really want to redefine the space because when you first think about a, a contemporary fine artist, a black woman isn't the first one to roll off your tongue. You know, you kind of, and like, don't get me wrong, there's some amazing black women artists out there. Um, it's just not the first one that we all go to. Put in like black women artists in this fine art space. You know, it doesn't have to be only at certain spaces. Let us have it at the Louvre too. Let us have it at the, um, in, in Venice, mm-hmm. you know, in Australia, in New York. Let us have these uh, these experiences as well, and let's redefine what a fine artist looks like. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like an old white man, right. you know. Real talk. So, um, but a lot of my work is rooted in spirit too, you yes. know. So it's like remembering that at the end of the day, like nothing really matters. <laughs> like we're we're all just here playing a playing the game, and it, yeah. and it can be it can be fun or it can be miserable depending on your perspective of it, you know? I mean, we've learned so much about your art today, Aaron. I just want to thank you so much, as always. For thank you, T-Dove. This is amazing. And congratulations on everything. Like, you know? this is this is amazing. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored for you to be in my space, and yes. I'm honored to have, you know, just to have to have my work to be a part of your narrative as well. Likewise. It's just... Likewise. I'm honored. Likewise. I truly am. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good. Good deal. All right. I think we got it. That's a wrap. Yay! Shout out to Creeps. Yes. There you have it, folks. Episode 10. Oh my hey. gosh. Man. How I do you love feel? It? It? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. That was that was so yeah. fantastic. Um, I love how you all incorporated the B-roll footage from the show uh, and from the Black Lives Matter. I was so exhausted that day of installing the show. Like I didn't, I didn't even see Brady running around like getting the footage. But, yeah, he definitely yeah. did did the same thing. I'm seeing all y'all comments. Thank you, Irene. It's so dope that like Siobhan was actually here. She she was here watching. Yeah. So um, shout out Siobhan. I love her. She's always uh, just supporting everything that I'm doing. So yeah, thank y'all so much. Uh, thank you as well, Harriet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. No, glad you like it. Glad you like it. Yeah. I mean, we covered a lot in the time that we sat down and talked to one another and, you know, from your roots in Chicago to the nursing background, to how that all flipped for you to the BLM mural, to the Zodiac show, like, you know, you, you've done so much with the time that, you know, you, 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 you've 
you've been doing what you've been doing. And so it's just, it's just amazing. And I always, like I say this every episode, I always learn so much about people through these types of conversations. And that's why I think they're so important because even me as a artist who is familiar with the craft and familiar with the culture, I'm still learning. I'm still able to learn from people. So I can only imagine what, you know, the, the viewers are getting from this conversation. So definitely once again, thank you for sitting down with us. Um, I saw Irene Torre, shout out to Irene, asked a question. Um, do you have any Chicago-based influences that you can speak to? Oh, that was an awesome question. Definitely Hebrew Brantley. I love Hebrew Brantley work, uh, his work. So he does a mix of like um, actually oil painting, street art, um, graphic novels. He's actually like diving into some sculptural pieces. But what I love about his work is that he has this uh, sort of like street art graffiti style and also like uh, caricature and like cartoon style work. Um, where he does a lot of images of um, of Flyboy. That's like his mm -hmm. his iconic uh, image, kind of inspired by the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. So he'll have these little boys with, with the glasses on. He actually painted a mural out in Pioneer Square on like third, third and like mm -hmm. maybe James or something. But um, what I love is about how he's been able to transition his work from street art and graphic novels into the fine art space where he's had like huge exhibits in, in museums, but he's also collaborated with musicians and done, he's done like album art um, for some really dope musicians. I think he had an art show and actually like Chance the Rapper was performing live at his art show. So I just love how he combines all the things, you know, like whenever I think about artists, Hebrew is definitely somebody who I look up to. Um, one, he's black. Two, he's living. You know what I mean? It's like, like let's right. like let's acknowledge the living artists who are out here actually making history as we speak. And he's right. he's definitely one of those people who break those boundaries, not feeling like, oh, you got to stay in one lane, like you have to only do this. He literally does it all, and he inspires me to keep to keep creating and to keep redefining what art looks like. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Shout out to Hebrew. He's yeah, he's definitely doing the damn thing. And, you know, speaking of different avenues, you also have other projects that, you know, you do outside of painting. And one of the things that we didn't get to discuss uh, at the at the interview was the trill effect. I was, hey. going through, I was going through the Instagram. I was doing my little deep dives and stuff. And I was like, oh, hold up. Like the trill effect was such a such a dope little collaboration. So you get to, can you tell us a little bit about that? The the trill is coming back. Okay. So the trill effect is a collaborative group between me and my girls. Um, my friend Kamari Bright, she is an incredible um video filmmaker, a poet, a published author. Uh, she's a model, uh, she is a creative director. She literally does everything. Okay. She's she's exceptionally talented. Uh, she's a Jack Fellow. Um uh, like a, a award-winning artist. She actually went to Paris. She went to Cannes Film Festival. Her work has been accepted in so many different film festivals all over the world. Um, and then also who's a part of the Trill Effect is my girl, Blue, Blue the Baki. She is an incredible published author and poet as well. Um, like bars, okay? Like any anytime Blue opens her mouth is she literally spits fire. And I'm just, really? I'm just so honored to have a dope group of friends. She is truly the keeper of the crown. So not only is that her Instagram name, but like genuinely that is what she does as well. Uh, she, she's a creative stylist. She does hair. Um, her main 
Her main space is Brayden. And she she literally does like sacred geometry in the crown. Okay. So y'all mm-hmm. need to definitely follow them. But between the three of us, we're collectively called the Trill Effect. And Andy, Andy, my husband. So he was just saying that the other day. Um, because of course the girls came through to the Zodiac show. He was like, babe, like, when are y'all doing another trill? Like people were at the show asking, like, hey, like when's the trill coming back? We coming back, y'all. We we coming back. Uh, now that the world is opening opening up a little bit, and you know we we feel a little bit more comfortable being out in the world and connecting and building and growing. Yeah, yeah. Some some things some things are in the works. Um, it's been beautiful that we all have been building our our individual projects, but uh, we have been talking about coming coming back together soon. So. Thank, thanks for asking oh, T about the trill. Yes. Like, I'm like, I love the game. I of love course. the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The you three together, like on an individual basis, can be touched. So the three of you together is definitely a force to be reckoned with. So I'm so happy to hear the trill effect will be back on the streets here pretty soon. That's definitely dope to hear. And, you know, given the fact that, you know, you worked on the Zodiac show, was it since 2017 you've been, you've yeah. been working on those pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like, five years in the making and now Mm -hmm. here we are like what and you talked a little bit about it in the episode obviously i imagine you want to take a nice little break since that you know show has finally completed and come to a close um you talked about your your next your next venture in the art and you tell us a little bit more about that yeah for sure yeah definitely working on um taking that break right like this, this is like this week i've been straight up chilling i was just talking about it on my instagram stories um just relaxing, you know, really, really trying to make sure because I th- I think like buffer space is important between creative mm-hmm. projects uh, and that can be difficult, especially in just the constant world of like social media and creating and feeling like we always have to have something, something new and next. Um, right. But I do thrive with having kind of something next and having kind of my gears turning and preparing my sort of creative mental palette for what's to come. Uh, and yeah, so that's so that's definitely going to be a tarot series, um, but inspired by the books of the Law of One, and really, really just rooted in this idea of that we all are one and that we are connected. And how does this evolution of consciousness personify itself in tarot? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really what what I'm looking forward to. Um, it's to really like just like dive dive deeper. You know, have I love spiritual. I love spirituality. I love metaphysics. I stay in the clouds constantly. So a lot of that inspire my, inspires my work and why I have a lot of cosmic themes and a lot of different um, spiritual influences throughout my work. And so I feel like the Zodiac show was a perfect place to kind of intro people, right? Like everybody's familiar with astrology. Like even if you kind of don't believe in like all, all the different signs, you still have like a base level knowledge of it. Um, but I'm excited to go deeper with people to talk even more about our, our spirituality because I feel like we're all looking for that. You know, like we're all looking yeah. for like, why are we here? What's the point? Definitely. Like, what, what's like, what's our purpose? What's the mission? And I think it can really ignite some powerful conversations. I absolutely agree. And we definitely yeah. will be looking forward to that show when it arrives on your time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, Aramis, thank you so much for joining us virtually. I'm glad you enjoyed your episode of the show, episode 10. So much um, fun. Let so people much know fun. before you get out of here how to get in touch with you. Uh, well, definitely my website. So aohamer.com. Uh, it's like Fannie Lou Hamer. Uh, that's how you spell it. 
And that's where all my things are. My YouTube links are there, my Instagram links. And of course, hopping on the newsletter is the best place to stay in the loop. Um, yeah, yeah. And somebody had mentioned in here that that those shots were crispy, crunchy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, just thank y'all again for even coming with like the high quality. Okay. Like, it ain't like y'all ain't out here on no like. Like Brady came with the with he the came with, with the it, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Shout bro. out to Brady. <laughs> You, you with it. So thank y'all so much. Um, thank you to everybody here. Harriet, thank you. That, I see your comments here. Um, thank you so much for the comments on the energy. And yes, we are one a hundred percent. So yeah, y'all should definitely check me out. AOHammer.com. That's where you can find everything. That's the queendom. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, folks, you heard it here from the lady herself. AOHammer.com. Definitely join that Patreon too, because you're gonna get all the goodies and all the updates and all the news. That's true. Yes. Thank so. you for reminding me. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. You know, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. So we're gonna take a quick little break, and when we come back before our closing remarks, we're gonna we got the man here. He's here. Mr. Anime Amin is in the building with us. He brought us some merch. He brought us some things to talk about. So we'll get into that in just a moment. You are watching Art of the Matter. Everyone's invited to the prom. From the creators of the Book of Mormon, Elf, and the Drowsy Chaperone, The Prom is a musical comedy about big Broadway stars on a mission to change the world and the love they discover that unites them all. The Prom makes you believe in musical comedy again. So full of happiness that you think your heart is about to burst. Everyone deserves a chance to celebrate. On sale now. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. All right, we are back. Closing remarks are out of the matter. Before we do that, we got Mr. Amin in the building. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad you could join us. I know it was a, it was a long drive, yeah, long man, journey. Like Seattle, man. <laughs> Driving out here is a pain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it can definitely be real. Um, I wanted to have Amin here on the show because actually, and speaking of the, the power of the Converge Network, I actually met him at Bases Media Mixer last month. Mm -hmm. He saw me, he said he saw I had the little drip going on. He was like, yo, I make clothes. You want to rock some stuff? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. And it just so happened that he hit me up with my merch uh, a couple of days ago. So I was like, why don't you just drop it off on the show? So that's why we're here, man. Yes, Definitely. So yeah. can you tell the people a little bit about your art and what you do? Yeah. So um, I've been an artist for like literally my entire life. Um, it got to a point like sometime later last year where I was like, I mean, it's either work retail, you know what I mean? Or just like, just, just go for it. So right. I quit my job around February. I had my LLC around September last year. So everything was kind of set up. Right. Um, I wanted to be basically the only black owned skating brand in Seattle, Washington. I did it. I'm, wow. the, I'm the first one. So wow. uh, I'm not the first black owned. There's a woman in California. Um, she's doing it right. Um, right. I'll, I'll find a link for that for you later, but Dumb. yeah. Wow. So the first black owned skating brand officially, in Seattle. Officially. Yeah. We got some skateboards. We got a big launch coming July 4th. Okay. 4th Pretty of excited. July. Yep. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. So the brand is Goldie Crew. Goldie Crew. Goldie yes. Crew, Goldie yeah. Crew. And I, I was looking, I was peeping your work on the Instagram and it's definitely got a very uh, anatomical feel to yeah, it. Yeah. Some yeah. of the pieces. And it's like a lot of subject matter in, yeah. in your, in your, in your graphics. So can you tell us like why, why that's important so, to you? Uh, <laughs> Well, first off, my stepdad's a doctor. So okay. when I was younger and learning how to draw, I would steal his anatomy books. Um, secondly, my mom is a designer. She used to design for Nordstrom. Word. Uh, she was a Valor Victorian in her design school in El Paso. So um, like growing up, 
my entire family. Like my, I have a twin brother. He paints my Word. older sister, uh, taught at the art Institute. So, um, yeah, my dad's a painter. Everybody in my family is artistic and my, wow. my stepdad's a doctor. So man, yeah, just one day, just that's you know, pretty wild. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah. Again, the Goldie crew on Instagram, you can check out the work mm-hmm. and you actually brought me some merch. Yes, I We did. got a nice little, you know, you know, T-Dub loves the drip. <laughs> I love to be nice and looking good for y'all on the show. So I, it's, def- it's necessary for me to have, you know, the, the new hotness. So tell yeah. us about this new, this new design. So, um, part of the brand is also making sure. I feed the boys, you know, I got, I got two, two people I work with, Mark and Hayden. Um, they're incredible. Uh, they handle the stuff I don't want to do, which is a lot of it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I get to handle graphics. They get to handle a lot of the other uh, elements, but along the way I was like, you know, I, I kind of want them to be business owners and I want them to get out of that whole mainstream, uh, job market that, you know, you can get fired in a day and they wouldn't, they wouldn't even bat an eyelash. So, mm-hmm. um, this is part of Hayden's launch, actually. So uh, I hit him up a little bit, you know, right when I quit my job, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to drag you in this, too. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, and he was like, well, what do I need to do? He's he's a writer. He's from Cali. He's my boy. Got you. Um, and I was like, I'm going to make a specific design for you, man. Like I already got Goldie Crew. We had like a, a solid uh, six months where our conversion rate went past where the website for drop shipping was allowing like starting people so wow. they put me on pause for like a month i didn't even realize because your numbers was too high well, they're too high okay, yeah so when okay. i came back they're like uh congratulations we upgraded you not from tier one to tier two but we moved you up to tier six Boom. so i was pretty excited um and that's when we decided like hey let's let's do this thing so uh, this is unk the idea was essentially um goldie crew handles skateboards and stuff like that Unk right. handles sneaker shops um I want everybody to consider Unc as like the uncle at the cookout. You know what I got mean? Got you, got he, you. He gonna have some stains on him. He gonna have some, you know, Word. grease. And, yeah. But I wanted to bring you this one. This was a face off when I saw you. You were wearing some red, so tight, I was really tight, excited. Tight. Okay, I'm like, gonna don't even know. Right yeah. now, actually. <laughs> and um, yeah. So this is dope. Golden Crew. You can see it. Boom. We got the merch. We in there. <laughs> And you also brought me um, a yeah. coloring book as well because you're into the anime thing and yeah, obviously the name yeah, speaks to it. Coloring books. Us? There's some stickers yeah. in there for you. Tell us about that while I put this while I put this drip on. Well, man, I'm a I'm a big believer in meditation, um, especially with art. I always figured that was the best way to kind of do it. Um, I don't generally, especially with, like a lot of men, black men, they don't talk about their problems. They just kind of, we shove it down. So um, I find ways to get around it by like, you know, I tend to teach art when I'm feeling really anxious or um, I, I make coloring books. So for me, I was like, I know it was fun to draw it. I know it's going to be fun to color. It. It's it's always more fun to color. It. So um, <laughs> there we go. The fit. Lex, Lex, That's Lex, exactly Lex, what we Lex need. Lex didn't get actually. a chance to, to give me that one. Ooh, but Lex, we got the card. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. yeah, take it out. Make it look do right. It. Do it right. Yeah, don't, don't disrespect that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in there, there we now? Instant collab. Yes. She's finished. She can go what? to the club right now. I just she can go right so now. So easy. <laughs> and that's actually the first crew neck we've ever made. So come on, I got you the first one. Got the first one. Extra special. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? And only five Ooh, of these things exist. So I'm really, really yeah. in there. Like you guys she's ain't really, really like on it like me. That's crazy. <laughs> you don't have this outfit. That's what we're saying. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, the book is it's pretty short, but um, I mean the main thing is like 
I wanted to feature more black faces and things because like, um, I mean, I, I remember growing up and like I couldn't find any resources. I could not afford art school. Like I looked at it. They were like, oh, it's just 30,000. I was no like, deal. OK, a semester. And I was like, yeah, man, yeah. Um, so I quit. Uh, I'll give you this. Yep, uh, I quit doing traditional like sketchbook work. Uh, I was usually inkers and markers and uh, inkers, inks and markers. And mm -hmm. um, it ended up being one of those things where I would draw this like little bitty drawing on a big piece of paper. And I was like, I'm the reason for global warming. <laughs> so uh, I switched over to digital. And like when I did that, I went to this thing called a Cintiq. It was this big computer. I was drawn on it. Um, when I got really good at that, um, my stepdad actually was like, hey, for Christmas, I'm going to upgrade you and got me a better one. Wow. Um, so I just keep investing and evolving. And like, uh, so I, now I have a big 27 inch monitor I like sculpt on and um, I'm trying to make vinyl figures for like sneaker shops. So that's kind of like the next the next step. Um, awesome. Shout out to Urbanity and shout out to Mecca in Bellevue Square. Um, hopefully I can get something done with them soon. But uh, I did talk to Lee. Great dude. Tight, yeah. tight, man. So you do a little bit of everything, the sculpting, uh, yeah, digital, yeah. 3D. Yeah, in the world of artists, you know, yeah. like like that whole they won't really know you until you die thing, like it Real. sticks. So um you gonna know me before I die. That's that's okay. how I feel. Yeah, you're gonna Say that something's thing. gonna stick. So appreciate that. Yeah, thank Dope. you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Of I'm glad course. you made Thanks it through. For me. Um go ahead and look at this camera, let people know how they can find you in your work. Mm, so you can find me on Instagram on uh at anime amin. Um a M E E N. So anime underscore mean. Um, Goldie Crew is uh, Goldie underscore crew. Uh, you can just go to goldiecrew.com um, or DM me on Instagram. I'll send you the links to everything, literally. Plus, cool. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Tight, tight, tight. And on that note, we are four minutes over time. So I'm going to take this quick little moment to say thank you guys so much for tuning into the show once again. Uh, you can, you can uh, hit us up. Um, comment on the show, contact us, um, Twitter, Instagram, obviously the website where we converge.com. If you want to learn more, if you want to get your art on the show, um, hit us up. Let us know what you got going on because I'm definitely down to feature you. We got a few episodes left, literally three episodes left of this first season. I cannot believe it. But yes, episode 11 is coming up next and we are featuring Miss Christina Martinez, aka So Trill, June 27th. We got her. We have to tap in with her and Albasir. So, yeah, it's going to be a really, really dope episode. Make sure you tune in again. Second Monday, June 27th, Art of the Matter. We're going to be back at it. Thank you once again for tuning in. I've been T-Dub. Stay creative. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective. Praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. <laughs>